Hi, Angela. Hi. That was so cute. That'll be on the recording at the very beginning. <laughs> well, hello, everybody. Those dulcet tones mean that it has to be time for yet another Movie Dummies podcast. The podcast where dummies talk about movies, TV, books, comic books, dildos, video games, pocket pussies? I don't know. Maybe sometimes Shannon looks so disgusted with me. Gotta do what you gotta do. <laughs> well, I am Joe, and with me is Shannon. Hello. I had to wait for her to stop chewing. Uh, Matt. Hello. And Angela slash Boogie. Hey there. Hey there. Who dare? No AA run this week, but I'm sure he will be back soon. I gotta say, his return episode, that one loner episode in the last three months, had the most listens in a while, so I think well, people hot dang. I think people like Aaron's crazy stories. Who I mean, wouldn't? who doesn't? That's a great question. Who wouldn't like those? There'd be somebody, right? Yeah, there's always someone. There's always some asshole out there ready to yuck your yum. I hate people who yuck yums. Those yum yuckers. So we're going to be kind of going back to a style that we used to do way back in the day where we just started going to do these type episodes where we're going to shoot the shit and uh, we'll see you next week. We'll reserve those special movie episodes for more special stuff Special going forward. We used to do that and then we got off of it for whatever reason. And <laughs> Sometimes you just need to go back, you know what I'm saying? Kate! I want to play a game again. We gotta go back! Right? I want us to play oh a game gosh. too. The games were the best. Shannon Boozled forever. Oh, Shannon Boozled. I remember how happily angry they used to make me. <laughs> well, if we can bullshit long enough, Aaron's going to be here in about end. a half hour or so. Woohoo! Well, I got, I got some stuff. Hit us with it. Metaphorically. So, the first thing I want to talk about is Shmiga Doom. Oh, Ooh. you finally watched it? I finally watched it, and it is delightful. Oh, heaven. I had so much fun watching this, and I was so jealous because I wanted to be in Shmiga Doom so badly. So, I don't, I don't know if you guys... How I don't know if you've watched a trailer or anything. I yes. I didn't know what I was getting into at all. I had no idea. Well, it's Keegan um, Michael Key, right? Yep, it's Keegan Michael Key and some chick that I vaguely recognize, but I can't think of her name right now. Cecily Strong, I want to say. Is it Cecily Strong from? I think so. Yeah, Cecily Strong from Saturday Night Live. Right, and they are a couple but you know their relationship isn't great and they end up in schmigadoon which is a magical place where everything where life is a musical so they're regular people oh that movie ended up in a musical 
Nice. And people are breaking out into song and dance around them. And, and Keegan-Michael Key especially is having none of it. He is just like, Oh, that's no, funny. And that's, that's it totally is him. Right. But then it, it, it's, it, I don't know. It's so much fun. It is. If you like musicals, it is absolutely wonderful. Well, I can't wait to watch it. I've been wanting to watch it. It's just been on the back burner because of everything else that's going on. Right. But, the way you're talking reminds me uh, of a very, like, one of the most savage fucking Key and Peele skits of all time. Um, he, Keegan, was walking down an alley and a cop grabbed him and he fell and hit his head. Mm-hmm. And he, uh, Jordan was a homeless guy on the side of the road and he starts to envision that Jordan takes him into a magical portal into a wall and they go to Negro Town. <laughs> where it's kind of the same thing. Uh, Keegan's not doing any of the singing and dancing. He's just like, what is this place? And Jordan is singing him a song about Negro Town. And it's it's a how, you know, lots of different things. Hmm. Right. Angela, yeah, it sounds fun. And like there's, there's lots of handsome men walking around and then the girls go, and no white bitches to take them away. You know, oh, Jesus. <laughs> it's, it's really savage. And at the very end, you realize it's just a dream and Keegan starts coming to it and the cop's like, huh? Or he goes like, huh? To the cop. And the cop's like, all right, come on, get in. And Keegan's like, what? I thought we were going to Negro town. And he goes, Oh, you are. Oh, <laughs> it was so savage. It hurt deep, deep inside. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I have a question about the show. Cause it's a mm-hmm. series, right? Yeah. Yes. Is there a song per episode or is it just like random music bits as they walk around? Oh, it's random. It, it's all over the place. Okay. Um, there's even like, there's even, I feel like there's even a moment where they're like, where are these lights coming from? And they like, <laughs> place the music in. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. It's just, he's literally like, like they first walk in. And there's the big opening number, like in the musical, right? Like, and Schmigadoon is the name of the town, and it's kind of modeled after like the music band, like that Schmigadoon. Right, but is it modeled after Brigadoon at all? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not familiar with Brigadoon, but it's it reminded me of Music Man, like that sure. time period says, and like a folksy. It says in the description that it's a 1940s musical. Yeah, yeah, basically. So they, when they first walk into town, there's like the big opening number and they think it's just like a tourist attraction at first, you know, hmm. but then it just keeps happening. And she's like, I don't, I think this oh, is, I think we're just in a musical. And then Martin Short shows up as a leprechaun and he tells them what's going on. And then he vanishes and she's like, oh my God, did you hear that? And he's like, no, there was a leprechaun in front of me. I, my brain doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Well, here you go. Here's the log line for Brigadoon, starring Gene Kelly. Two Americans on a hunting trip in Scotland become lost. They encounter a small village, not on the map, called Brigadoon, in which people harbor a mysterious secret and behave as if they were still living 200 years in the past. Silent greatest people! So there's there's like definitely the elements that they're pulling, it sounds like. Yeah. 
Yeah, for sure. And and they pull from other stuff. Oh, they too, have to right? It's just got to be a love letter, right? Oh, yeah. It's a love letter to Broadway for sure. Did they eventually start singing and dancing? No, no, don't don't tell me. Um, no, don't no. don't tell me. I'm going to I'm going to tell you Cecily Strong gets into it pretty quickly. I'll oh, tell really? you that. Yeah. Awesome. I'm excited. Um, yeah. So definitely watch it. It is so much fun. Um, I've been seeing it on the screen on the ad thing, right? Yeah. It's on uh, Apple TV. Schnapple Schneevy. So I also started watching Walker. Uh huh. Who are on HBO Max, but I believe it airs on uh, CBS. No, uh, CW. I think it's CBS because there's a CBS logo in the front. Yeah, CBS I think owns it, but it definitely airs on the CW. Is that the one about the old Western guy? (laughs) No, it's it's Jarpad. Jared Padalecki is playing Cordell Walker. With no kung fu. In this remake Uh... of the original. And it's fine. Yeah. That's... That's like, the there's nothing wrong with it. How, I don't have any complaints. How it's far just are you in? Fine. Oh, gosh. Uh, season two, I think. So you did a thing? Yeah. No, season two is Thursday, October 28th. Premieres. So you finished season one. Okay, so not quite season one. Maybe. It might be at the end still. I'm looking. Um, looks like I'm on. Oh, man. I'm only like halfway through the season. Season one, episode 12. Man, yeah, it just seems like it's going on forever. 18 episodes, 19 episodes in season one. I don't remember. Wow, that's a lot. I think I'm only five episodes in. Yeah, we kind of oh, like, we dipped out pretty quick. There's nothing. It's like you said, there's nothing wrong with it. There's nothing wrong with it. It's just yeah, not It's right my in the same. Out. Right, it's right in the same league as like Longmire or Vegas. You know, it's fine. Exactly. It's just it's hard in this in this day and age where there's so much really good television. Right. It's it doesn't really hold up. I mean, really good television that, is yeah. also like getting canceled too, which sucks. Right. Like Lovecraft Country got canceled. Fucking cancel culture. I think that Walker has a huge presence here in Texas. Goodness, they talk well, about shot all the time. Here, right? Oh, I bet. I think it it's is shot, shot in here. Mm-hmm. It's also like the whole westerny like cowboy thing is such a huge thing here. Still, especially maybe east and north Texas. Or even west. Oh my gosh. Everywhere but here in Houston, for sure. You see it. Like the hats and the belt buckles and the boots. Every once in a while, yeah. Yeah, so I guess it comes and goes. I mean, mean, absolutely the best thing about that show is Jarpad looks damn good in a Stetson. (laughs) Yeah, and it was. He wears the hell out of that Stetson. Mm -hmm. It was. When they went back in time for the Phoenix Ashes, he pretended to be Walker. He was—he's a Texas Ranger. 
gosh, I love that show. Yeah, um, kind of like supernatural. Leads, leads us all to, the, to the point, right? That uh, it's it's confusing that he would make this show. I think I mentioned this to you when, when I was texting with you that like he kind of crushed a hour long drama series, like in a in a way no one else has, and probably no one else ever will. Why would he do this? Yeah, I, I mean, the only thing I can think of is that it's just a format that he's used to, and he little comfort food felt comfortable. Yeah, I don't know. It's you know taking place right where he lives. Sure, it stars his wife. Home. His wife's in it. Yeah. So why his, not? Uh, his BFF's just down the road. It's like simple, right? Yeah. I mean. My husband had this comment to say, and that was basically, "It's he's he's Sam Winchester. He's he's still playing the same character. It's mm-hmm. just um, Cordell Walker." And I disagreed with that disagree, a little yeah. bit. I I think Cordell Walker and Sam Winchester are are definitely two distinct characters, but because they're both in very. Uh, downer kind of situations all the time i Mm -hmm. I can see why they're they might be hard to distinguish and it's hard for jarpad to maybe disconnect from 15 years right i mean there's there's only one so many ways you can play sad too Mm -hmm. but i need to pick back up i think the character's far more down to earth than than Sam Winchester was for sure. Well, he's like he's a lot. He's hurting a lot more. I would say. Yeah, for sure. He's got yeah. a lot more going on underneath the surface. Right. He's got a family, a wife that died, and kids. Parents. There's a lot more family than just you know a brother and an uncle. Right. Kind of going there. But it's. Weird. I really enjoy Abby. I love her. The mother? Yeah. And the dad. Um, Isn't... I like him. I like his character better than Samuel Campbell's, obviously. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's worth picking back up, maybe just when I have some downtime. Maybe like... Yeah, I mean, if you don't... If you're all caught up on the stuff that's better, sure. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah, absolutely. Looking for a hole in your TV viewing schedule? So fulfill it, and you'll be entertained, and it'll be fine. Okay. Yeah. Um. So I also watched Only Murders in the Building. <gasps> Ooh, okay, I let's love talk. This show. Matt, so this show it? is absolutely fantastic. Matt. Did we lose Matt? Uh oh. Maybe we did. Matt. Aw, Matthew. Me amor. Oh. I know Joe and I are watching it, and we recommended that you watch it. So I'm glad you got on. Um, I watched it first. <gasps> you did? We probably I did. Were watching I, it at the I, same I, time, so we both probably no, watched it. No, I watched it. Came it out. A- no, I watched it a couple of weeks before you guys did, and we watched it the I posted day it about it. I, I don't know. I posted about it on the on the Facebook page, and you guys 
didn't seem like you had watched it yet. Facebook page. Or on our news, on our feed, Movie Dummies <laughs> feed. Oh. Oh. Well, the day it came out, we watched the first three episodes. As far as I know. Unless it's one of those things that I was misinformed. Um, I think there were only two episodes when it first came okay, out. Okay, so then we missed it by a week? Maybe. Yeah. I think it was only two episodes. <laughs> Either way, we, we all got to the promised land, and it's delightful. It is delightful. It's not at all what I expected. I had heard that this show was coming, and when I heard it was Steve Martin and Martin Short, I was like... That's all I needed. I'm sure... Well, I was I was like, well, I'm in, obviously, but I'm sure it's going to be slapsticky, and I'm sure it's going to be oh. funny, but it's I'm sure it's just going to be silly, right? That's what I expected, a silly comedy, and it is not that at all. It's so much better. But it also is that. It is that a little bit, but the the overall tone is more of like a dramedy almost. Yeah. Yes, yes, it is. I agree and, with that. Well, it's, it's and I funny was, and it kind of awesome that this guy is probably the most like Steve Martin that Steve Martin's ever played. Probably, yeah. I mean, I I don't get a good sense of who Steve Martin is in real life, and I think that's purposeful. He's very like he very purposefully. Shy. Yeah, like he purposefully tries to keep his real life, his real self kind of private. Right. And it, and this guy is is very much the same. I mean, he goes out and everybody's like, Brazos, 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 you know. He loves it, obviously, because actors do that, right? You know. Oh man, when he asks that couple if they'd like a picture, and he just Ugh. he thinks he means to take a picture of them. Mm-hmm. Ugh. Ugh. But I was I was also really surprised by Selena Gomez. Who'd have thought she would be entertaining to watch? I don't know that I've ever seen her in anything. <laughs> I, I feel like been. I saw I feel like I saw a kid like a teen like a tween show back in the day with her in it. Wizards of Waverly Place. Oh, yeah. That was for Chloe used to watch she's, that. Oh, yeah. she's in Hotel Transylvania? She's the voice Mavis? of the daughter. Yeah, Mavis. So is this how Selena Gomez talks, or is she doing a voice in this show? I that's think how... that's how she talks. So she yeah. talks like she's had a bunch of plastic surgery? Whoa. Yeah. That sucks. This is the most watched comedy premiere on Hulu history. Even more than Palm Springs? Wow. I guess so. That is interesting. Um, but it, yeah, it's it's fun. It is funny. It is just it's a who done it murder mystery and boy, am I am I loving it. It also like tugs at your heartstrings. Yeah. It's cute. It's makes funny. you feel vulnerable. Uh, I also love Tina Fey's character oh, yeah, 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 in yeah, the yeah. series, and oh yes, her small connection that it is with what she's Sarah, Sarah Cohen doing the serial canning. podcast. Canning, right? Sin- yeah, Cinda canning. canning. Oh, that's what it is. Canning. Yeah, yeah, she's Cinda Canning instead of Sarah Koenig. Oh, nice. But it's Sarah Koenig. Okay. Sorry, I'm not a big true crime podcast person like you. 
Oh, yeah. I also oh, love she, that she, Amy Ryan is playing a girl named Jan. That has to be a joke. Oh, right? my God. I know, right? Oh, my gosh. As soon as I saw her, I was like, oh, my gosh, Holly Flack. I love it. I was so excited. Did they name her Jan um, after they hired her? It ha- Please tell me. I hope I hope so. That would be a delightful. Um, Sting is really yeah. funny. Oh, yeah. Sting <laughs> is funny. Um, it's talking about a show or a movie. Matt! It's a TV show. A show. Only Murders in the Building. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch it? Mm-mm. You <laughs> should I've definitely seen, watch it. Yeah, I've seen lots of uh, people talking about it, and I've seen like the previews. It's a lot of fun. I think you'd really like it. You're a, you're a Martin Short, Steve Martin fan, right? Yeah. I think you'd enjoy it. Yeah. It's on Hulu. So I shall watch it. Cool. Yeah, they're good little clips. <laughs> yeah, it's a half hour, <clears throat> so it goes by really quick. It almost like too quick. You know. I know yeah, all I would, about too quick. I would agree quick. with that. I think I could I could use a forty five minute episode. Or you know you know two episodes a week maybe. Right. I do like the pace of this format. I do like it at thirty minutes. There's something about it that feels really brisk. And it it does what any good true crime thing is going to do. It keeps you, it hooks you to get you to the next episode. Yeah, yeah for sure. Find it. We in this latest episode, we find the find out the identity of tie dye guy. Uh huh. It's it's a lot of fun. I enjoy it. <clears throat> it was unsurprising who he was, but no. No, it wasn't surprising, but it was surprising that there was the the level of uh, I don't know relationship. Yeah, I I didn't expect it, their uh, their back and forth to be so flirtatious, mm-hmm. almost mm-hmm. as if they were there was something going on before, right. Like, she was like, hey. <laughs> now show us your dick! <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. I what can't wait to find out who the murderer is. Oh, it's going to be great. Um, Are we? So, I also watched a miniseries called Clickbait with Adrian uh-huh. Grenier. Yeah, and I watched it too. That, I, I hope you don't I, I don't know how you could find like I I don't know I'm expecting you to be like I hated it but me I don't know why I found it wildly entertaining. Oh, I don't like Adrian Grenier. Oh, me neither. So me I neither, enjoyed but... the fact that he's dead almost immediately. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you I basically only see him in in, in flashbacks and it is it clips. is impeccably made in that you believe every lie. Yep. At least I they, did. They I lead you, they lead you hook, line, and sinker down a path where you think you're guessing the right thing, and it's and it's not at all what you think it is. Right. It's it's somehow you think worse. they're telegraphing. Right. You, you you think they're telegraphing everything, and you're guessing it along the way. But then it's like, 
Big twist. Guffin. <gasps> yeah, it's it's expertly crafted. It's, but it's also by the numbers in a lot of ways. Alrighty. So, but what do you it, mean? You know, it's it's nothing new. It's just the the chessboard has been rearranged to a different play style. 3D chess, like yes. in Star Trek. And it was enjoyable. I thought it was going to be a movie, and I was like, yeah, I'll sit down and watch a two-hour movie. And I was like, I don't feel like starting a new series right now. It was over pretty quick, so don't I worry. didn't. <laughs> it's, it's only like eight episodes. It's a pretty yeah. quick watch. I think you'll... I really think you'll like this, Shannon. I really do. I think okay. I got through it in a weekend. Okay. Yeah. Next time I have a weekend to myself. It was good. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> so the only thing left on my list is Ted Lasso and what if. <gasps> All right. I don't know if we want to we'll save those, those the at end. the end. Okay. Where are you at, Matt? I'm here. What's up? What'd you watch? Um, I watched... Uh, I was going to wait for AA around because I have a video game to talk to him about. Oh. If that's okay. Oh, sure. Okay. Do you want me to go next then? Sure. I shall go next. So let's see. I was a beast and listened to a book this week, uh, an audio book. I listened to Harry Potter and the Half-Blood Prince. Harry Potter? I did. Uh, I enjoyed that listen, but it got me kind of inflamed and ready to go to listen to some more and kind of put off watching things and do more listening while I'm, you know, moving about and grading and, uh, you know, gardening and cooking and all that jazz. Shitting yourself. I do like the book. I love the differences and the little nuances I'm finding that are very important that, if you have only seen the movies, you need to read the books. Oh, my goodness. Just be an adult already and pick up a book. Um, well, I say that. I don't like, want I have a co-worker who's never heard of Harry Potter. What, what the fuck? Yeah, she's like 23, 24. And we're like, Harry Potter? She's like, nope, never read them, never watched them. And we're like, what? Huh? Star Wars? Nah, I haven't done that either. I'm, I'm like, okay, you need to get on this train of pop culture and watch some stuff, man. So that's a little disappointing in my book because every like fall season, I turn on the Harry Potter movies. And so we started Harry Potter, oh my goodness, on Friday. And we've already watched Harry Potter the Sorcerer's Stone, Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, and we almost finished today Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. So, I can just watch those like nothing. <laughs> They're good watches, but I, again, read the books. There's great things in there that you're missing out. <coughs> so I recommend oh, excuse that. Excuse me. Uh, are you okay? Yep. Gotcha. So I also started watching uh, Grace and Frankie. I know Angela has watched it before and recommended it. Crystal loves that show. (laughs) What's that? Crystal loves the show, but Angela said something too. I said I love that. I love it. It, It's fantastic. I 
found out I'm a witch. I can fold <laughs> fitted sheets. So me and Angela are going to become a the grand coven. Oh, yeah? Yep, we're going to start a coven because we're both <laughs> witches. We can fold sheets. At least according to Frankie. Like, there's just little things in the show that it's just nice to watch. I don't know what it is with watching older people go <clears throat> through things or say things a certain way that's just hilarious to kind of watch. But there's other characters, too, that kind of make the show what it is, for sure. I think, I think it makes me feel better about getting older. Like, I can still be me and be old. I don't have to change just because, hmm. you know, I turned 70 or something. That's awesome. I didn't think about it in that perspective. Because hmm. I'm not, you know, I, I don't behave like the typical old woman would behave, right? Like, that's just not who I am. I think I get a little weird about that. I think that's the only thing that really concerns me about getting older is that I might have to start behaving differently. Mm, gotcha. That's a lot of shit. I don't of want to do that. Yeah. Well, it's like you're got an adult somehow or something. Right. Right. Yeah. Yay. Like, I, like I've got to get all buttoned up or something. I don't know. I don't yeah. want to button up. Yeah. It's a load <clears throat> of crap. Hmm. Gotcha. I used to swear with the same vigor that I did when I was four. <laughs> oh, I can picture you, Matthew, running around swearing. That's hilarious when you're four years old and your mother coming after you. Uh, yeah. I, I think I relate to the show because of my own family and its past and how it's like parents think they do things that don't affect their kids, but it does affect their kids. Uh, and so I think that's how I kind of relate to the show. So, yeah. So watch. I'm still on season one. I think I'm on the very last episode of season one. So I'm just oh, gosh. slowly. You got a long through. way to go. I know there's, <laughs> there's seven 85 seasons. more seasons. seasons. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, Crystal's been watching that show for a long time. <laughs> well, I'm, slowly... I'm so glad that you've gotten into it, though. I've yeah. heard nothing but good things. Yeah. But like I said, it's hard to start a series because then I kind of feel like, oh, I got to watch this and I got to watch that. It's like I started Cobra Kai. I'm on season two, episode five, and I'm just kind of halted, like waiting to watch the next episode because Joe <laughs> wants to watch them with me. And so I'm just kind of waiting at this point. To Hurry up, it. Joe. Yep. <laughs> so I'm, I'm. I don't want to. Trying to watch that. But Joe and I watched something on Netflix. Uh, called Turning Point. Oh yeah, nine eleven and the War on Terror. Uh, is this docu series? Yeah, on nine eleven. Twentieth anniversary a couple weeks ago. We obviously. actually finished it though. I know we brought it up on the last recommendation episode and just how hard it was to watch. I believe. Uh, but I think it the way it ended was more like uh, what happened with the war in Afghanistan. And uh, the outfall of that between presidencies as it switched and kind of what happened from there. A lot of eye-opening things because it's not like I follow the news <laughs> on what happened. So, like, I kind of use the series to kind of get caught up myself. Be like, that's what happened? Oh, I didn't know that. And I think uh, even our kids were very interested in the history of it. Yeah, there was enough 
there was enough new footage in the documentary that it kind of it put me back into that feeling back in 2001 where it was happening the first time that same uneasy sort of apprehensive feeling you know mm-hmm. like kind of reliving it all over again mm-hmm. it was really well done and you know it is <clears throat> politically charged but i don't know that it's necessarily i don't know it's really hard to tell because i don't really have a, any horse in any politics i don't give a fuck so it's really hard to tell if the documentary does have a political position I know that they are hard on both Bush and Obama. Mm-hmm. And if, if I had to say... balanced then. Well, I, I just have to... If I had to say <clears throat> anything at all, I think that they're just anti-war. Yeah. Not a bad position to have. And, True. and mostly anti what our government Did. has become. Because of the... Because of things like the Patriot Act and the presidential ability to use force bill or whatever the fuck that was. And it just makes us feel like naive as a nation. And I, you know, being in a classroom, being a teacher and during, you know, we say the pledge of allegiance. I have students that don't even stand up for the pledge of allegiance anymore. Cause they're like, I don't, what's the point? Like there's no belief in a country and what it is. We're a corporation. I don't even think they do that in like my kids' schools anymore. It's just no. wildly weird, right? Like, well, I mean, the pledge, yeah, of if you want to be cynical, was developed so that they could sell more American flags. Well, I can remember back when I was in elementary school, it was a big deal when Clinton was being uh, put in office or being <clears throat> the election, and they had election booths set up as elementary kids for us to practice voting us to take upon our right as a u.s citizen that doesn't happen now like we don't talk about like we can talk about certain things but we're so limited like we're not allowed to talk about certain things even in the classroom anymore yeah i've been hamstrung quite a bit (laughs) because we're driven by you're a history teacher so that uh, you can't talk about the stuff that we did that was bad well like there told... is a, a law in in our state banning critical race theory. Mm-hmm. But like, for example, I told my students, I go, you need to stand up for the pledge. And I got told you can't do that. Like, what do you mean? I can't do that. Like, w- why can't I? <laughs> it's I, I don't understand why I can't. I guess no one explained it clearly enough. Like, it's a choice. Oh, then why are we saying the pledge then if it's a choice? It should be a choice if I stand up and say it then instead of it being broadcast through speakers in my school. Like, uh, I don't know. It it bothers me just a little only because I felt challenged by it. So, but yeah. And I think 9-11 this year hit just a little bit harder. A lot of... Uh, <clears throat> Generations now have kind of forgot. They feel like the freedoms that they have are not as easily taken away as they could be. Like, we realize just how... There's a generation now that... Yeah, it's being taught as as an exclusively historic event because the people who are in 
or we're seniors now. We're not all even born yet when it would happen. Right. So, right. It's just wild. That's wild. Well, they've lived their entire life under this umbrella of the Patriot Act and of the yeah. government spying on everything you do. And that's true. And I'm sure that's a different world too. <clears throat> it's just. I mean, it's a whole lot of violating our constitutional rights for the betterment of our country. <clears throat> and there's arguments to be made, right? I mean, every president will probably say that this saves American lives, and I'm sure it has here and there. So, like, how Are can you I... sure about that? I don't yeah, know if I'm, I'm very sure about that. I'm 100% sure. Uh, they've stopped stuff. Yeah, they have. You know what I mean? I mean, you can't... But... Cause, or else they wouldn't yeah. be able to constantly uh, provide evidence for its efficacy to people who are looking to shut it down, right? So, I mean, there's stuff that we don't know about that's going on. You'd imagine they could do the exact same thing, except, uh, you know, they'd have warrants and stuff like they're supposed to. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, like, just, just removing barriers for agencies to talk to each other would probably be better than them... That's how 9-11, like, actually happened, yeah. For them accumulating all of our metadata, right? It would just be better if they just had open communication toward with each other. Because the CIA knew that there was going to be a terrorist attack, and the FBI knew that uh, at some point they were planning on flying a plane into a tower, but they didn't know when, and the CIA kind of had an idea when, and they never talked to each other, so it... Yeah. We're never got around, I guess. Mm-hmm. They even had a dude who they had him in custody who was one of the guys who was going to end up being one of the pilots. And he's just fucking around too much. And he was like, the instructor's like, hey, we got to teach you how to land. He goes, don't worry, I don't need to know how to land. Good. Yeah. And that red flagged him and he got taken into custody before he could ever fly one of the hijacked planes. Hmm. I bet he got. But then what? He was released? No. He's, he stayed in prison. <clears throat> and he was in prison oh. during the attack. So I don't know. Gotcha. That was a note to the rest of them. Don't ever mention that, probably. Yeah, you know. Kind of thing. Wow. Interesting. Yeah, I, the documentary is very, very good. Um, it's kind of hard to watch. It is. There's an even harder one to watch that's on Hulu right now. It's a Nat Geo. It's called A Day in America or something like that. Um, it is just footage from the people who are like on the ground hmm. during 9-11. And it is incredibly depressing. Oh, okay. Sounds yeah. horrific. Let's talk about something happy. What do you got, Shannon? Um, something happy. Uh, let's see. Ted Lasso. What if there's something else on my list? I know you were talking about something. My mind went somewhere else. You want me Goodness. to talk and see if you can remember? Talk and see if I can remember. Would, would you like me to mention something I'm watching? It's something that we watched. Oh, we started Outer Banks. Oh, season two. Which, as surprising as it is, it keeps uh, causing us to want to keep watching. At the yeah, but end. it's not good. No. It's, yeah, it's not good. It's so odd. It's like awful. But then it ends and you're like, I want to see what happens next. Yeah. Like, <laughs> good storytelling, but bad telling the story. Yeah. It yeah. only has a good hook at the end. That's it. Yeah. Matt, I think, nailed it. It's... It's what if shitty actors <laughs> were in a show that was actually really good. <laughs> yeah. Or it's not even really good. How, how do you explain this shit? 
uh, I don't know. It's, I it's the equivalent I of watched a the song. entire thing. I watched the entire thing and I did not enjoy season it. Season two as well. No, yeah, no. I watched all of season one and I, I, and every single like the episode was over and I was like, this wasn't very good. But I started the next episode. Sure, <laughs> because it it does hook. But the yeah, it it's Baby Shark. Sure. <laughs> There's some. It's there's, awful. there's like a, a an envelope it... of intrigue you're always waiting to have opened because I think that there is, for especially people in our age group, a a a tickling of our fantasy bone when it comes to buried treasure. Yeah. Does that oh, make sense? My favorite movie. I, I do love buried treasure. Army matey. Old, old. <gasps> no. I am a fan of pirates. Let me tell you. Treasure. Bend over, Matt. I'll bury my treasure. National treasure. Hello. Yeah, there's there's definitely in the Fool's Gold Sahara yeah. Ooh, National Treasure, you know that type of thing that Indiana yeah, still Jones. Still the Constitution of the United States of America. I want to go find a treasure. Let's go find a treasure. Well, I'll sh- never mind. Uh, <laughs> oh. it, there, there, there's something there, right? Am, or am I crazy? Yeah, there is something there. That's probably I, it. I think it's like Angela and I were saying it's just like a catchy song, you know, like it's yeah. shitty catchy song that you're like, all right, how does it go next? Well, right. Call me maybe. Yuck. Uh, mm. Okay. Baby, baby, baby. Oh. Hit me, baby, one more time. It's Friday, I don't know, Friday. I just was looking at my uh, Netflix app <laughs> and the movies that made us, which I watch episodes here and there. They're coming out with a new season, and a lot of these movies I'm excited to watch. Boing, 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 uh, boing, Aliens, boing. RoboCop, Halloween, oh, Coming to America, RoboCop. Friday the 13th, <laughs> Elf, Nightmare on Elm Street, and The Nightmare Before Christmas. It sounds like an exceptionally good season. So, All right. I'm ready for that. I'm ready for that. But those are my recommendations other than our two promising shows. All right. Lasso well, I'll talk about my stuff. Hopefully, A.A. Ryan will get in here. He said he'd be here by now. Um, I watched the HBO series. I mentioned it a couple weeks ago that I had watched the first episode, but I have finished the whole thing. It is called White Lotus. Hmm. And it was weird. It was fucked up. Can you give us some background? What is White Lotus? Oh, man. I don't know if I can... What is The Matrix? Oh, we're going to talk about that shit in a minute. <laughs> so it's an HBO series, right? And it's about a Hawaiian resort known as the White Lotus. It follows these various people around, but it kind of centers around the mater d of the hotel. Um, It's got Steve Zahn in it, who's really good, and Jake Lacey and Alexandra Daddario and Connie Britton. And Murray Bartlett is an Australian guy. He plays Armand. He is the maitre d'. It also has Jennifer Coolidge, who's playing like a part she was born for. You know, she's Stifler's mom. I was just going to say, so Stifler's mom. She's playing like a rich, fucked-in-the-head woman who's like a drunk, who's dealing with like the abusive nature of her mother. Um, She's like constantly been going around to all these places trying to find someone who can fix her mm. but she's not going to oh, like yeah, a this... mental health specialist she's going to like a spa 
Yeah, this sounds like it was tailor-made for her. She's really good on the show. Connie Britton's a fucking bitch on the show. Oh, that's perfect for her, too. Um, Steve Zahn is pretty great. Oh, Steve Zahn's in here? Yeah, and Jake Lacey plays an asshole. And you feel really sad for Alexander Daddario by the end. The show's just weird. Oh, weird. There, it, it's weird. <laughs> I don't know how else to explain it. There's weird no hero. Stuff. No hero of this story. Just it's kind of like Seinfeld level of assholishness and selfishness. Just swirling around this guy Armand as he flushes his life down the toilet. Ish. But I do recommend you watch it. <laughs> okay. It's like watching a turd drain in a toilet. You got to see it. Yeah. And was that the dunk, the telling sound of one a Aaron? Freeze it. Aaron, <laughs> how you doing? Fantastic. Now. Well, buddy, it's so good to hear you. Uh, we're just going through some recommendations, and I was just talking about White Lotus. That's familiar. It's on HBO. I also watched the new Netflix movie in their span of uh, female hitman (laughs) uh, action movies. This one was called Kate. And it's the best one lately. (laughs) Okay. The one with Charlize Theron? No, that one was Atomic Blonde. That was a good movie. Atomic Blonde is okay. Unnecessary lesbian sex scene. Whoa! 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 Yeah, you, you you don't ever need to put the word unnecessary. Well, this one, this one has something. I don't, I on, don't care on. if that woman looks like a trucker, Trudy. I'm in. This Just one has something do. better than an unnecessary lesbian sex scene, eh, Iran. It has Woody Harrelson. A planned. <gasps> Woody Harrelson. Yeah. Mm, yeah, I'm sorry. No. It's also the, the. I love Woody Harrelson, but not as much as I love unnecessary lesbian sex scenes. <laughs> like I, I don't know who the fuck you guys think this is competing with. The the hit woman in the show is also kind of surprising in that it's Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Oh, that's not, not really name. all that surprising. Why? Have you seen her in an action movie? <laughs> no, but she yeah. starts, she gets she gets kind of actiony in weeds. Does she? Yeah, towards the end. In weeds. Yes. She's a, you can put like your weeds in there. there. Am I am I thinking of the different? Go. I don't think. Am she's I in thinking weeds. of the wrong person? Is she not Nancy Botlin? I don't know who Nancy <gasps> Botlin is. I have no she idea. She is the main Ramona... character of Weeds. No, she's Ramona Flowers from Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I don't know who that is. Um, what I else would you know her from? Let me look. She's she was on Fargo. She was Nikki Swango. I don't think I know this woman at all. She was in 10 Cloverfield Same. Lane. She was the main character in that movie. You would have been a great juror in 12 Angry Men. I don't even know who this person is. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. She's Lucy McLean okay. in A Good Day to Die Hard. Who? The, oh. the daughter. The daughter. I didn't. I didn't watch a good day. Movie, but I know who well, Lucy McLean is. I'm no fucking help. Anyways, <laughs> I've never really seen <laughs> her do much Hard, action. The last Die Hard movie I saw was the one with Justin. That's it. Short. Justin. Long. Guys, That's the, the last one. Die Hard movie I ever saw was Die Hard 1. 
Long. Justin Long. That's what it was. Yeah. That's, that's the <laughs> and one. No. Yeah. No, he was. It was Live Free or Die Hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but she's in that too as Lucy McLean. They just yeah. rename it. No, no. There's a, she was in this the next one too as Lucy McLean as well. Peter. But then, whatever. Uh, the movie's so by the numbers. It's telegraphed. You know exactly what's going to happen. You know that this, that, and the other thing. She's she's been double crossed. But I didn't care because it was so much better than a gunpowder milkshake that I was just happy to watch a good version of this movie. So I would say go ahead Gun and watch Gunpowder Milkshake, eh? Yeah, with Karen Gillan. I watched it on Netflix, too. It fucking sucked, guys. I bet. Yeah, I talked about that before, though. It was dumb. Fucking dumb. Mm. This was fun. All right. And last but not least, a movie I have now watched three times. <laughs> three times? <laughs> yes. Uh, it is fucking Amazing. Okay. It's called pa- The Paper Tigers. Oh, yeah. You keep telling me to watch this. It's on Netflix. Um, I don't know how else to say it. It's awesome. How do you have awesome. time? I don't have time. It is awesome. You live with him. That's a strange question. Yeah, I do live with him. How we- do you do this? When you know, you're asleep, Jan sleep- and I have actually not slept in 16 years. This I sleep I watch it. You sleep watch it? Yeah. Well, you've seen it, though, once. Huh? Like, do you, well, on just on Joe's account, Joe stays up to pick up Lucy from work. Yeah. Where I go to sleep. At so like I've got two and a half o'clock. hours every night by gotcha. myself. Hence, that makes sense now. You know? I need my sleep or I become a bear. Well, I need my bear. sleep too, but, you know, one of us can only do one thing and you can, I can't do the other thing that you do. So we, we're balancing <laughs> that shit out. Fools sleep. <laughs> Anywho, uh, Paper Tigers is fucking dope. It's about... Uh, these three dudes who are these kung fu prodigies and their master, they kind of disgrace him a little bit so they fall out of contact with him and he ends up getting murdered. So they all kind of hey. come back together as old men and they're not fucking good at anything anymore. Mm. Um, and it the main guy, Danny, is Alain Ui and I've never seen him do uh, action. He's been in a ton of shit. You'd know who he was if you looked him up. In fact, I can just drop him. Drop him? What you... Into the feed so you can find him on IMDb. Rob kicked that son of a mother scratcher. Napoleon? <clears throat> um, I mean, he's been in... He's The most notable thing I remember him from is Hellstrom. He plays Chris Yen. He's one of the... I don't know if anybody oh. else has bothered to watch that movie. Him. He's really good in it. But he's he's really good in the show. He's funny. the sh- The movie's funny. It's interesting, and uh, I it kind of hooked me at the beginning because the beginning is like an old VHS tape mm. of them when they were kids, just beating everybody's ass. Mm. And That's fun. one of the guys, Jimmy, is a guy I know. Like I don't know, but I I've like seen him do a lot of shit. It's Guy De Silva who is a professional stuntman and has, you know, doubled people like Chadwick Boseman in in Black Panther, and he's done pretty much all the Marvel movies to some extent. And he's on Corridor Crew, Stuntman. Oh, I love that guy. Yeah, Guy De Silva. And he's funny as shit in, like, the the four minutes of screen time he has in this movie. It's great. Nice. Yeah. really like the uh, him on Corridor Crew. 
I learned yeah, a lot. Right? Uh, yeah, I learned a ton. And he's good. Uh, yeah. I, I honestly am like a total stand for this movie, so, you know, take take it with a grain of salt, I guess, but I fucking love this movie. I'm probably going to watch it again tonight. Ooh. Of course you are. <laughs> well, I sleep. Cause I and the sleep. dude, gosh, who's the, who's the dude who plays... Who's the dude? Uh, Hing. Older man Hing. Ron Yuan. He's been in stuff, too. He's really, really funny. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm yawning now. He was Sergeant uh, Sergeant Xiang in Mulan. I don't know. The live-action Mulan movie? Yeah, no one remembers that movie. I I didn't oh. even watch it. And it not I was actually looking Mulan. forward to watching it. I remember and I just the didn't. other thing. Can't What's you the see the concentration thing? camp in the back of that movie? Uh, what? No. Yeah, I think in one, the the last battle in the Mulan movie, in the background where they were filming, you can actually see the concentration camp for uh, religious... Uh, for the Muslims? Yeah. They filmed that they in did. China? I didn't know that. Yeah, and they, uh, they got a lot of flack for this because they're like, yeah, we forgot to edit out the back where you can see these like, huts and terribleness that they're doing to all those Muslims. So they actually have images of their own genocide in their own country, which was super great for them. Yeah. All right. Sounds like a PR nightmare to me. Mm-hmm. Well, it's China. You only have to talk to one person. That's right. Whatever that leader is. Don't prefactor. Google it. Mm. And there's just one yeah, last yeah, thing yeah. I personally want to talk about, and I'm glad A.A. Ron is here because he would be, I'm sure, the most interested to know. And he probably has the most to say about this. Uh, but y'all know unsolicited lesbian sex scenes. Yeah. Yes. So, so I've been waiting. Scissor me timbers. No. <laughs> Christopher Nolan has made a oh. studio deal. Like he threatened, I'm going to leave Warner Brothers because oh. you're gonna put my movie on streaming. Mm. So it was worse that it came out on streaming rather than have no one see it. I don't know. Fuck. Anyways. He threw his hissy fit, he left, and Universal snagged him up. So now he's got himself a sweet, sweet Universal deal where sweet, he, sweet. he gets a $100 million budget, which is kind of a lot nowadays with the way movies are being made. Yeah. He's going to get 20% off the box office gross. Smooth. No competing film can be released within three weeks before or after his date. That's kind of fair. I from, like this. From Universal. doesn't mean Warner Brothers and the rest can't put it out right. It's just Universal. And his his are going to be 120 days in theater before it can be possibly put onto streaming. Ooh, Dad. And this, this just begs the question, is this a good move for him? I mean, it's either going to really make or break like a lot of people, I think. Not just him, but the, you know, studios are going to be like, "Well, look, he failed. The, you know, yeah. we can't really okay. put up with your shit." That that is definitely an aspect of this, right? No, a Nolan movie, a part of the whole ambiance of what he brings to it is the movie theater itself, the Dolby Digital surround sound, the IMAX, the 3D, the all of it. I mean, that's well, fine. I've but never if it seen a Nolan movie in the theaters, and they were all fine. 
The problem with Nolan is that he's very much an auteur, and he makes movies that he wants to see and doesn't give two flying fucks whether we want to see it or not. I'm already right. in love with that. So, like, of course there you is, are, perfume. There is something <laughs> noble about you taking your craft so seriously, but without ever considering whether or not the audience would actually like to watch this movie. Um. Isn't getting, that what the whole point in, of art is, though? Like, that's the kind of person levels. he is. No. I, art, this is not... Okay, hold on. <laughs> I don't think that's the point of movies. Okay, he should maybe go into making his art with that mentality. But if you're going to make a film, you should make something people want to see. I mean, this is what Kevin uh, Smith has been doing for years, though. But he's making movies his fans will want to see. Yeah, but he's not putting well, out bangers anymore. It ain't no mall rats and clerks and, and clerks too. He's putting is, out eh. Clerks three is filming. Yeah, um, I know. I wasn't happy with everything he's put out lately though. So he's not putting out stuff that like everybody loves. You can't use him as that example. Like my brother's dire no, Kevin Smith and he's my like, whole point is that he's not putting out things that people love. He's right. putting out films that he wants to make. And they're, he's not, the they're not largely commercially successful. Right, but you're banking, are... you're banking on large scale commercial success on a guy who's just very much an auteur. You could ask my dad who Kevin Smith is, and he doesn't know. You could ask eighty percent of the American population who Christopher Nolan is, and they do know. And right. so, and it, even if you're it making, it just so happens that the movies that Christopher Nolan has made up to this point have been largely entertaining and watchable, but. The, I think the point that Joe is trying to make is, is this a wise move for Universal to put a guy in that position where they're banking on him bringing in a bunch of money, but he doesn't care whether or not anybody wants to see his films. But it will still make it's, money. That's It's like, it's a hand-in-hand statement. If you give him $100 million for the movie, he needs to make at least 200 to turn a profit. Because that is the finance. That's just the numbers. How much did Tenet make? Uh, I have no idea if it was financially successful or not. I mean, it was really good. I enjoyed well, it. No, because we got we had we went back and forth. If you guys remember about this, how much I loved it, and we went back and forth of it was garbage, trivial, and um, redundant to even give people those statements to say this is what's going to happen and on your second watch of it joe you fell in love with it too and that's a movie that people did not understand at first and it was a movie that he made specifically and that made 363 million well i wouldn't say in that america. i fell in love with it i said i made definitely... sense let's not use the word love let's 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 bring that down from a 10 to a 4 okay i got gotcha. you it but it definitely that's... went from more like a 3 in my mind to like a 7 like it's a solid so seven movie. It's that's what he's gonna bring to the table no matter what's happening though. Even on a movie that people are, are confused you sure by. about that? Well, what's his history of not putting out bangers? What is Christopher Nolan's history of not putting out bangers when he has control? I don't think well, it matters. I think anybody's uh capable so here's, of here's having the problem a flop. though, Aaron. Like and then this is the this is just another layer to this this problem that I'm throwing out there into the world. People aren't going to go to the movies like they used to. The whole entertainment landscape has changed. Yeah, I think the studio is in a win-win situation because if the movie flops, they're going to be like, hey, we can't 
you know, we can't do this anymore. We got to release it to and how we want, want it. Yeah. I, I don't necessarily and, and think they, it's going to flop. And if the movie is successful, though, they're going to be like, "Hey, cool, we made money." Yeah, at a hundred million dollar budget, it's banger I think... after banger after banger after banger. Well, that's not true. Uh, he made shit movies too. So, Man of Steel, Love, Dark Knight Rises, Inception. What? He didn't make, I'm sorry. He didn't make I'm Man sorry. <laughs> sorry, I was typing in Christopher Nolan. He produced. He was it. the screenplay. Yeah, there it is. Sorry, Man of Steel story. Yeah. It was not a good movie, and it I wasn't a good it. movie. <laughs> I was still like it. I'll argue that all the time. I still like that movie. What? Oh, I, you I do. Like it. Oh, it's a successful financial. It was. It was a fun dark movie. It was. It was fun. You are. It was. It. It was bleak, sad, and ridiculous. You are an enigma wrapped in a freaking brittle box. Mm-hmm. I mean, sure. it's all based on Zack Snyder's point of view, right? And it's whether or not you like his point of view. Mm-hmm. I guess. Mm-hmm. I don't like it. I I don't particularly like being bleak and depressed. I'd rather be entertained. I'm only like, happy when it right? Like uh, <laughs> his fucking zombie movie he just made on Netflix or whatever. That's a good Zack Snyder movie, but whatever. Uh, it's just, it's a very interesting guy to put all your, basically your hopes and dreams on for the future of your theatrical releases is Christopher Nolan because he has an odd track record in making these movies some of which are just like for they're his vision, they're they're his point of view, but they are also appealing to a mass audience. You have your Batman movies, right? You have, I would say, uh, Inception. Yeah, it's more along the lines really of being for a mass audience. But then you have movies that aren't that they're for the Academy and the Academy alone, like your Dunkirks. Like that movie yeah, is Dunkirk. not for people who want to watch movies. It, like Dunkirk, it's so boring, so boring. Oh, I mean, my. it isn't. It is Hans Zimmer's movie. It's an excellent Hans Zimmer movie. It's a poor Christopher <laughs> Nolan movie. Not disagree with you more. Are you saying that Hans Zimmer didn't make that movie watchable? I am saying the acting was dope. The There's whole... no acting. No one talks. That I didn't wait. Hold on. So all the people who did silent films weren't acting, but they're not having to talk I did, about anything. I did whole, not know the people who didn't talk. Everything I did coming not out know of that movie that the, is coming the from Hans Zimmer. Conveyed by Bane was not dope as shit. Chris, uh, Tom Hardy. I must have called him Bane. Oh, you dumb bastard! <laughs> like that was fantastic at acting and the the set, everything he did. It was it was super fun. Even at the end when that plane just comes flying by, you're like, holy shit! It was a fun story. Yeah, it was very anticlimactic and boring. And then there's no one talking. It's just Hans Zimmer's score. Sounds great to me. I mean, it's it's an excellent experiment in his his vision, right? And what he wants to do. It's not for everybody. It's not for it's not for the fans of his Batman movies. Not even, but you know what? Not everybody liked Picasso's work, all of his work. Not everybody liked I, that, I'm not saying you have to. What I'm saying is, this is the guy they're hitching their wagon to. Yeah, the people will still go, but you know, I'm not going to ever go see correct. one of his movies in a the theater again because I don't know what I'm going to fucking get. You might get an Inception. Banger. You might get a Dunker. You know what I mean? Like Banger. he he's got he's on shaky ground with whether or not he's going to entertain me. And the thought of going to the movie theater is not only much more cash out of my pocket than it used to be. 
it is we're going into this next wave of fucking coronavirus and what what it could what could happen to us you know it's like I'll I'll sit on my ass and watch something that HBO Max releases I'll be there Christmas Day watching fucking Keanu Reeves kick everybody's ass <laughs> you know from the comfort yeah of the movie home. getting released straight to streaming yeah yeah HBO Max baby I can't wait it's called home box office for a reason I mean. <laughs> Although, to be honest, like Matrix Resurrection is one that if they did only release it in theaters, I would be there Christmas Day. With a I would nice definitely mask, be thinking right? about it for sure. But, you know, the Wachowskis haven't lost my trust. I trusted you. It looks dope. Yeah, it looks unbelievably good, right? Like, I can't really sit, say what's happening in the movie. All I know is I want mm-hmm. it. <laughs> I have no idea what's going on. I mean, obviously, he's taking blue pills for some reason. I, I don't know what's going on. I just know that I, I'm in. I'm I don't understand what's going on either. It's kind of like uh, unnecessary lesbian porn. Want to know my, <laughs> you guys want to know my tinfoil hat theory? No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I don't because I haven't even seen a trailer and I don't want to. Okay. 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 I Please don't tinfoil me yet. I want to commit it to tape before I see the movie. All right, hold on. I'm gonna I'm gonna mute myself for a second. I'll come back on in how long? Uh, I don't know, thirty seconds. Bye. Okay. My tinfoil hat theory is that Keanu, at the end of the Matrix Revolutions, was plugged back in, and that the new Uh Matrix is coming out of his mind. Was it? Was he plugged back in? Because he wanted to be plugged in, or because he was forced to, though? Probably um, a deal he struck with the machines, mm-hmm. because in the in the the movie he's yeah, no he, longer. He says blind. he'll take out care of the agent. Trinity is alive, and she could just be an echo in his mind. And all of the the, the things are there, right? Yeah. Maybe they just programmed the Matrix off of his mind. Yeah, it's possible. So that's my tinfoil hat theory. Okay. okay. I could but be wrong. Are I, you done with your? I hope I am wrong because I don't want to guess that shit. But hmm? did you have other recommendations? No, we're just okay. waiting for Aaron. Well, and we were going to talk about. Yeah, Matt was going to talk about his video game, and we were still going to talk about Ted Lasso and what if. Okay. But I wanted to talk about the Nolan thing because, I mean, I find it just very interesting. Is it safe yet? Yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, go. His deals. His deals. Interesting. I hope nothing but success for him. He's made movies I love, but like. I don't know if I'm going to go see any of his movies in the theater anymore. So, we're talking about Nolan back to him. Yeah. <sighs> so, you know, it's tough because you've made extremely good points in the past of the huge benefit in today's day and age of having the movies at home. But it's tough as the actor and or actress that are participating in the movie when box office success is a huge part of what is going to be. I guess the long-term success and showing of what that person did. And so when you say, Hey, I can be at home and nine people can watch this movie for $20. It jacks with those box office numbers. And so for a person like those deals are going to have to be restructured, right? And I, that's, that'd be a first statement that I would like to, yeah, that's where I was getting at is that if there was a way to say, Hey, this is what that movie would have made, but we had nine people at home, or what are we going to do? Say, how many people are watching this movie? 
And that's the problem I have behind it as if we are going to call it art, if we are going to call it something along those lines, when you are changing the way that we quantify the success of the movie, I'm on Scarlett Johansson's and Nolan's side. Well, yeah, side. for sure. And had but I known that ScarJo am... was getting like railroaded like that, I would have rather spent my money in the theater. But I also have an issue with these people forcing um, basically unsafe conditions onto a populace who's unwilling to do the things necessary to make this fucking thing go away. Uh, yeah. I don't think that, like, that's fucking blood money and it's sick and you need to go fuck yourself. So, yeah, that's where the, the problem arises there is it is a two-edged sword is that we as the consumer and they as the builder. And when your platform of how you are going to disseminate information is taken from you and you are now being judged and quantified by a completely different way, it's like it's like making a fish fail because it can't fly, how they talk about standardized testing. And if if you test a fish to if you test a, a fish ability to fly, it'll always think it's a failure. You know, standardized testing, and so that's what it looks like to me. And where my problem comes in on the, hey, this sucks that this person wants to do that. No, I'm like more power to them, because. But I would like to say is that I would not like the 120 days. Maybe well, where the biggest amount of that box office happening is that first 30 days and maybe a little more conversation, thought and structure to a movie to straight home HBO rental $20, yada, yada, yada thing would be quite nice where you, you have those diehards, those people that actually want to be there for the, the release. You get 30 days. And you get to go at it. And maybe you start ranking these movies in such to say how much at home purchased and how much at the box office to help quantify like, hey, six people saw this and maybe four of them would have bought a ticket, yada, yada, yada. If there was a way to do that so that they got their appropriate cut, but instead you have the monopoly of Netflix and HBO taking their cut and the people who worked on it don't get it. They do also have consumer surveys that actually are kind of good sources of data uh, for kind of like who is pleased by this and such. But, but yeah, I kind, I kind of yeah, I kind of agree with you. It's oh, well, it's a, HBO and Disney are different beasts in as far as like the streaming of these straight to theater movies goes. HBO is not taking extra from their subscribers. You know, it's just current subscribers, and I'm sure that they have There's an no algorithm. box office mooney happening here for these people. Well, hold on. Um, Disney is taking a surplus for a movie like Black Widow or a movie like The Jungle Cruise, and obviously they're they're in the news right now for not sharing that. Now, as actors or actresses, a lot of times those deals aren't you know four points or whatever. You have to be a pretty big name. And right, like, and D- I don't think Disney has enough money though. It's it's right for them to no. To I wanna... mean, <laughs> I would say that like. ScarJo and if Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt want to sue as well for their producing yeah. money, yeah, right, because either these are producers of the film, that's one thing. I have no idea how Warner Brothers is handling uh, paying these people when it's going direct to streaming. I don't know if they're only getting a cut. I have no idea because obviously they're going to want to make people as happy as they can be, right? Right. And they're making enough money. And if I know anything about NBC Universal, you know, Comcast, 
they're just all about well, they making sure people get their money. Yeah. You know oh, what I mean? Yeah. You know, they might be the worst out of any of them. So that's another odd thing I find about all this. It's just, I mean, it's a lot of fucking semantics we're just arguing about, right? Which yeah. I like. But I mean, the the theater business, as I've read a lot in the last couple of days, was already dead. Coronavirus just put the nail in, in its coffin, and we need to come up with a new way anyways. So what is this new way going to look like? Wait, because it I, wasn't I want, dead. Yeah, it was dead for everything but tentpole movies. It was dying. Movies. No, it was dead for anything but tentpole movies. Right? And that's that's pretty much a fact. I don't know what a tentpole movie is. It sounds like what I wake uh, up with. Your Marvels, your, your big... You know, two hundred fifty million dollar budget movies that are going to make a billion. That doesn't sound dead. It sounds like it's not very uh, growth. Exactly. Uh, monopoly. Small, That's small what it filmmakers is. had already transitioned to streaming, anyways, to make sure that right, their right. movie was seen, and they're getting pretty good deals. You know, for their for their hard work. You know, you'd get a completed film and you'd sell it, right? And so that's that. It'd be interesting to see how this works. A smaller budget movie, like a hundred million dollars. I mean, that to fucking say that's small budget nowadays is weird. But yeah. for a blockbuster, that's small. And see if it can actually make a return on its investment. And just Aaron, Aaron, you asked. Tenant lost fifty million. Worldwide or U.S.? It doesn't matter. They don't get worldwide money. What? Who gets the worldwide money? The world. World. <laughs> You're only guaranteed the money from. Uh, Domestic release, unless you're Vin I Diesel. think they make a little bit off the of production World, company. Not... They wouldn't have taken a loss if they if they still made that money over. Warner Brothers lost fifty million dollars. Uh, Vin Diesel's fucking deals with Universal and worldwide shit. That's different because he makes his movies to <laughs> to uh, those fast movies to do well overseas. Every time you say worldwide, all I can think is Pitbull, Mr. Pitbull, worldwide, Mr. Worldwide. Every time you say it, yeah. Anyway, that, a new drop. that needs to be a new drop for it, as Mr. we Worldwide. say it. Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Worldwide. It's just, I love I don't Mr. Know. Worldwide's big dong. I want new movies. I want more movies. But, you know, I also want us as a country to be safe. Yeah. Mm. That'd be nice. Mm. But who's going to pay for that, Joe? Uh, I don't know. 600,000 people already did. Yep. So, you know, what the fuck? It seems to be the uh, whole, try political, on me. The whole political uh, axis now is like, who's going to pay for it? How are you going to pay for that? Well, you know, what? what's to say there isn't a, a thing we haven't thought of yet that nobody's tried, right? And, you know, innovation can come from a situation like this. I, I would love to pay money for a movie. I got no fucking problem with that. You know what I mean? But I want to make sure that the people who made the movie get that money. Oh, you know what? Maybe this is where uh, drive-in theaters make a comeback. That would be great. Oh. We have a drive-in theater near us. <gasps> but it's also Texas, and you can't go outside in the summer. <laughs> for winter. Unless Mosquitoes you love mosquito bites. Die. <laughs> and heat death. And he- well, you know, you can. the heat's one thing, yeah. right? The mosquito that bites knows. are a complete other. I like malaria. West Nile re- virus is quite uh, prevalent right now here yeah, in great. Texas. Yeesh. So, any other oh. thoughts on this old bullshit, or can we move on? Move on. Let's move on. We can move on. Fantastic conversation. And All right, Matt, talk about your video game, buddy. 
so I have two video game recommendations. The first one is uh, Life is Strange True Colors. I had uh, recommended the second video game a couple weeks back. Uh, I, I had mentioned that I was playing it to get prepared for this one because this one looked really good, and it was. I enjoyed it a lot. Um, a lot of the a lot of the people who are fans of the entire series say the first one's the best, but I think this one's a little bit better. Um, yeah, it's it's really well played and uh, put together, and yeah, I, I recommend it. Um, the second video game, Aaron recommended a while back. Um, it's called Days Gone. And... Is this the Norman Reedus game? No, God, no. Oh, okay. Um, it's God, no. shoot. What's the guy's name? <laughs> the fuck did Norman Reedus ever do to you? <laughs> That movie was that game was garbage, is what he did. The game was absolute trash. I, it's God. like, oh, this is that zombie game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name though. He's pretty, uh, pretty prevalent in a lot of the video games now. He was in Force, the the Jedi Force thing game. Jedi Force thing game, yeah. With the lightsabers and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, it's mm -hmm. gone. Uh, it's really fun. Um, I'm still playing through it. It's uh, got a pretty long completion time, so uh, Aaron's given me some pointers, being the pro gamer that he is. Nice. Not even close. But <laughs> that game, I really, really did enjoy, and they did a very good job with the gameplay. Oh, um, yeah. Took a lot on the uh, the weapon and fighting from last of us so they they got a lot of us people who really liked last of us and that great zombie game and story-wise i can't say better on like heartbreak but i can say better on whole arc size of the world and and really fun there the motorcycle add-in the open world and the end game fun stuff was uh they did a they did a bang-up job I was I, that's a game that I would like to play a game, but I don't have any difficulty setting left on it. So, wow, <laughs> I play the games on the hardest they can go on original run through because I'd rather be angry at the game for a while. And then you are lying. You are a pro gamer. <laughs> yeah, I hit it you on die more. Difficulty you die. And, uh... Well, you die a lot more and it, it causes it makes you play the game a lot differently. And then. You you not really a need to go back through all like souped up and super powered as you go through the hard play. Hmm. But Days Gone, I cannot recommend enough. Fantastic fun game for the whole family. Very fun. If your family is above eighteen. Yeah. Uh, I think that's all I got. I, I I did watch some X Men animated series, but you know, is what it is. I love that show. <sighs> All right. Okay. Well, let's uh, talk about Ted Lasso. <sighs> oh, Ted Lasso. What's up with Nate? 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 No spoiling. No spoiling. Here's, yeah. here's what I'll say. I read this, something at least akin to this, and I was like, oh, okay. Uh, Ted Lasso season one was a season headed towards breakthrough. Season two is headed toward a breakdown. Ugh, I don't like that. Ugh. It's I a comedy or a drama? It. It's a Both? dramedy. It's a dramedy. There is a lot more drama in season two. 
It the yeah. it is heavier. Is Ted Lasso intelligent or like a buffoon? Both. Uh, both. Uh, both. Is he like an emotional great guy, but like implementation and gets a little goofy? Um, I guess boy, you could say that, but he is an onion who's revealing his layers. <laughs> oh, Shrek, yeah. I like it. I'll yeah, watch no, it. I, I just gotta wait. Face. I gotta wait for a free trial or download this. It's five bucks a month. That's it's five bucks a month. That's this it. is how. This is if how Aaron afford, his money can. good. This is how. This is how Aaron affords his life. He's got to look at those five dollars. That's sixty dollars a year. That's seven hundred and twenty dollars after. You know. Or buy an years. iPhone and get it for a year for free. I bought an iPhone. It didn't come at the time I bought my iPhone. I just got. I got yeah. hosed. It wasn't a part of the deal. Thirteen's just I mean, you buy an air tag. Yeah, you, you said you're careful, but then true. you said you bought an air an iPhone, which is it? It, it was uh, my work did. Oh, I've never okay. owned. I've never actually had a cell phone. My work made me get a cell phone because I had a landline at 26, and so they got really frustrated. Like, yeah, people check your emails. I'm like, go check my emails when I go home. They're like, no, we have to contact you. I'm like, yeah, you can just leave me a voicemail. And they're like, <laughs> there we go. More I came in and they're like, nope, you're gonna have a cell phone. I was like, I don't. <laughs> hey, Ted Lasso. <laughs> my belief is, if I want, if you know, if I want to be found, I'll be found. You know. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather just deal with it. And not all my... those who wander are lost. When what you when you finally leave 1998 and get <laughs> give me my Tom Tom, give me my Tom Tom, and I'll watch. You know, I'll figure <laughs> out those dead lessons. I thought you were gonna say your Tamagotchi. <laughs> <laughs> That's if, a little bit farther. If your theory um break down is correct, it's not it's... my theory. I read that somewhere. If that's correct, it's going to be what we have three more episodes of yeah. this season. I can it's, definitely see it happening, though. Yeah, have, it's happening have, hard. Yeah, I have a feeling that like the second to last episode is going to be very like oh. dramified and and uh, it's going to be the the nugget. It might be a rough set, but I think the la- the final episode of the season is going to be very cathartic and rewarding. I hope so. Does a sports show get you guys all to cry? This it's is not, my it's mind. not a well, sports show. By the way. Last, it's not a the, sports show. The most recent. I thought it was him was... taking over a girls' soccer team. No, boys, uh, but men. It's a men's soccer men. team, but but there's very little little soccer. Yeah. I mean, they yeah. literally they get ready for the match. There might be a a quick minute or two on the field, and then the game's over. <laughs> there That's is it. like there's very soccer. little oh, soccer. I got is this team okay? A little bit. They're, uh, they you know. Dude, I watch for Roy Kent. Shut up, everyone. Anyways. Oh my gosh, right? Mm. Oh, he's here. He's there. He's, he's every, every fucking where. Roy, Roy Kent. My question so, for you guys is: Coach Beard schizophrenic? No. Ooh. No. He's just okay. odd. He's well. He's hurt. He heard the TV talking to him, and that has happened hey, to me. You know, so everybody, everybody oh, has breakdowns, buddy. Times. You think that's a breakdown that he's having? They're all having a breakdown. Nate's headed toward a breakdown. Uh, Ted's headed toward a breakdown. Uh, what's her face is headed towards a breakdown. Rebecca's headed towards a, a little mini breakdown. She the is. Only, yes, the only one. I don't one, think she is. Uh, don't look at the sneak peek for the next episode. Then. Oh, oh boy! Oh, I did. I did. Yeah, yeah. There's a, so, an unexpected death. I'll accept your apology. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Um. The only one who seems to be fucking emotionally resilient throughout this whole season is Roy Kent. <laughs> he is literally the most uh, emotionally. Well, he's having uh, issues. 
Sure. But he's solving them at a rate that is acceptable to a a human being. Yeah, well, I think he's accelerated, man. He... He went from hating Jamie Tart's gut to give him a hug. Well, the like, hug would have is... nothing to do with Jamie, per se. Um, it had to do with his willingness as another human being to go hold that, another hurting human being and give him exactly that's what That's what I'm saying is, is uh, you know. I mean, old... I was just re-watching an episode, or the episode with the banquet or whatever, the party, and yeah. Jamie Tart was like, if his brain was on fire, I wouldn't piss in his ear. You know, like that's the level of hostility that. And Rod yeah. Kent wasn't that far off, so he's really grown right. as a person. Is what I was trying to say. Like I, he, I the would like Roy to Kent believe that. that if that had happened earlier and he was crying, I, I still think Roy would go. I, I think Roy I think did it out of instinct sh- because when like there was a moment when they realized what they were doing and Roy hugged him deeper. I think old Roy would have let him go at that point, but I think his initial reaction to go hug Jamie would have still been there. Does that make? I sense? I think maybe. I disagree. I think maybe he would have been sympathetic and like maybe try to talk to him, but I don't think the hug was going to happen. I'm surprised he didn't go beat his dad's ass. Oh. I was hoping for that. <laughs> I was hoping Coach Beard knew Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, we learned this week Coach Beard does not know Kung Fu. Yeah. Right. And I, I will say that this was the only episode of Ted Lasso I have not cried during. I was going to, I was actually wondering that. I was like, there's no way Joe cried during this episode. <laughs> Yeah. No way. So Hanning Wadding Waddingham won an Emmy. Oh, she won the Emmy? For Outstanding Supporting Actress in a comedy series. And they have like twenty Emmy noms. That's the owner lady? Yes. Yes. Rebecca. Yes. And Brett Goldstein. Yep. Who That is Roy. Roy. Roy is outstanding supporting actor. Oh, he won? Or they he was nominated. No, he won. Awesome. Th- those Damn. are the only two winners that Love I see. That. He's also so directed far. a couple episodes this season. Yeah. And he's a producer of the show, so it's it's very interesting. There's a lot of other. Hey, you're on. Did we lose you, buddy? We're not spoiling it too oh, much. Oh, I'm ever. listening. I'm listening. Okay. You know, does anybody know why Jason Sudeikis and Olivia Wilde got divorced? What happened there? Uh, Someone cheating they, on each other. Well, if you listen to Jason Sudeikis talked about it, his his it's... playing of Ted Lasso mirrors a lot of that stuff like them just growing apart you know yeah it happens in hollywood a lot with people who are both in hollywood yeah which is something we kind of did we talk about this yes way back when it like aired... have we talked about neil mcdonough on the podcast yet neil mcdonough no i don't know who that is mcdonough the clan mcdonough neil mcdonough was dumb dumb dugan in captain america he's he's yeah. been in a million fucking things he's like the good-looking guy with white hair and blue eyes. Dumb, dumb dude. I don't, I don't. That doesn't. He's got like a bowler hat, and he's not. He doesn't have white hair in yeah. the movies. He's like a ginger. You know, you know who Neil McDonough the mustache. is. Yeah. I, I'm sure. I, I sent I'm you guys a not... video of him on uh, Michael. What's his face? He played. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And yeah, he was yeah. talking about. Uh, he's he got blackballed from Hollywood for three years and he wouldn't make a movie because he refused to do a kissing scene in a movie. And they're like, yeah. why won't you do that? And he said, because I love my wife more than I love my craft. And that kind of, it kind of made sense to me in a way that it's the thing we always think about. How are these people performing these scenes, right? And it not being at least a little fucking weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, I always, weird it's so weird. 
it's for work. I'm a professional. I can do this. And you think about Kathy and Chandler, right? But it's right. fucking weird. I mean, I think about that while I'm watching Walker because, you know, in in the show, Jar, Jar, Jarpad, his, his wife in the show is his real life wife, mm-hmm. but she's dead. So all of his romantic things happen with women who are not his wife. And I'm like, is she like on the set, like watching that stuff? Like she might be, you know, to try to keep a. But it's like it's weird. We know hey, that. Please don't keep the hand. We know that Bradley Cooper fucked Lady Gaga. You know, I mean, that's why he broke up with his wife. Sure. So, like now, you know, if you're both actors and actresses, like Olivia Wilde and Jason Sudeikis, it's it's only a matter of time, right? Mm-hmm. I think so. Now, Kurt Russell and Goldie Hawn. I mean, I guess. But you have to be you have to be mature and open on a level that these Tim narciss- Robbins, narcissistic, broken fucking people aren't. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I I don't. Yeah, know. that's that's one success story out of like a bazillion exactly. non-success stories. Matthew Broderick and Sarah Jessica. Wait, Matthew Broderick and the donkey witch transvestite whore. What's her name? Sarah um, Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica yeah, Parker. that's her name. I mean, he even murdered somebody. So he did murder somebody. Ted That's Lasso. her brother killed somebody? Yeah, he ran yeah. over with his car in Scotland or I think it was France. France. You know yeah. my dad hit a man with a car too. Anyway, Shannon, you had something to say? Go ahead. Shannon wants to say something. She put her head down. Say something, Shannon. No, no, no. I was just saying this episode reminded me of the Matrix of Ted Lasso. <laughs> oh yeah. It was definitely Oh yeah. It was definitely uh formulaic in that way. It was fun. Cuz Beard said he was in a a simulation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Sorry. You guys went off on something else. Yeah. And I had that idea forever ago. And it's <laughs> like I just sit here and I wait with my idea for that conversation to finish. And I'm falling asleep. Yeah. It's okay. I can do this. We we still have what if, right? Yep. Yep. It's seven fifty two. You got you'll be all right. <laughs> we've been doing have we've been recording longer? A than long now? time, hour and a half. This is gonna be a long episode. Woo! But you know, it's been a long time since we talked recommendations, so it has been. They'll get quicker. So, what are your thoughts on uh, Aaron? Have you seen it? What oh wait, if? no, never mind. No idea what we're talking about. What Marvel's What If? No, I I could talk about Marvel if you want right now, because <laughs> I I said you know what I watched the first episode of Loki. It was unbelievable. Like it was movie quality and that was like to myself i'm like that is movie disseminated into television i did not want to watch further because i'm like i have to give this captain america another chance i must finish it because i like i want to watch as we talked the the tom holland spider-man and all the fun stuff and the 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 new kung fu movie yeah shang chi i i cannot understand a single redeeming quality of it. And I'm done at four episodes and I'm moving on to Loki because I have never seen anything. They're so far off of what the characters are that it's making me want to leave Loki and just say, screw off to Tom Hiddleston. God bless his soul. He is amazing because Bucky nor the winter soldier would have ever made these dumbass decisions throughout the entire thing. Number one, I got it. I tried to get past the whole shield. I was like, you know what? I get it. And I tried to get past the, oh, it's a racist part of town. Let me just throw this in here. 
I tried to get past, oh, my sister's having trouble keeping her shrimp boat. And then I tried to get past, I'm just going to break out the mass genocide son of a bitch to get screwed over and move on. I'm like, I don't. I don't get it. I can't. I cannot follow it. It is like trying to make television for the sake of making television of just continually mistakes. Did you watch these guys literally fought super? They fought super demons, terribly witches, wizards and all. They have done amazing things. And you leave the two guys alone and all they want to do is just diddle each other. And it makes no sense to me. What? It makes wait, wait, wait. no oh, sense that these argue, guys. Don't argue. We're gonna no, get... I just no, I know, and that's why I wanted to watch What If, and I want to do it, and I went into this with an open heart. I really did. I was like, I'm gonna watch this, and nobody's doing anything right. It's like a comedy of errors, but purposefully. But then I watch the quality of graphics in comparison to the most amazing Loki to that, and is it because it was Tom Hiddleston that they gave? more depth and thought into the the actual the cinematics the fights everything it was confusing to me that's the part that's really throwing me for a loop of that quality of special effects and that writing i just it's really throwing me for a loop like wandavision story-wise got it execution wasn't for me and i get it because they were amazing they rocked it everybody but i can't i'm not finding the factors with this like one episode of Loki was better than four of the Winter Soldier and uh, uh, okay, Flying Man, yeah, Falcon, Falcon, sure. I guess He's not the Falcon anymore. I just see the Black Falcon, and I'm not disagreeing with you, Aaron. I'm just saying that the I Black see <laughs> these shows as them having normal lives, like. They're, you know, Marvel famous because they've done this huge thing for the world. It's kind of like Iron Man, what, three? But there's still a life that these people have to undergo. And I, it kind of puts them in my perspective. Like, uh, you haven't been on the podcast for a while and I've gone Black Widow crazy. I probably no, watched she's it. probably seen it 40 times. Probably. I want to watch that movie so bad. I want to watch it so bad. Well, we, well I could tell you, know. you it worked for it if you like. Um, she probably knows it word for word. I'm not even kidding. I can just, it feels like you can relate to something like that. Like these women who, who had just horrible childhood, things happen to them and well become, ugh, never mind. I think what you're trying to black. say is that how do you take these characters who have seen all of the stakes, remove those stakes and still make it watchable? And I think you're struggling with your perception of what it should be versus what it is, where we all watched it for what it was and enjoyed it. Could and be. I think I mean, the reason, I think the reason you're on me, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. I think the reason why you like Loki so much is because those stakes have returned. Well, even in one episode, I don't know what those stakes would be because he's still fuddling around. But it's bigger and than just the stakes small life. of the 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 life. Um, the 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 concept of this are those terrorists bad? Are they good? Who made these super? There's a lot of things that can go into it, especially if they're all as strong as Captain America. If they all have the same serum in, and there's a lot at stake there of a a world turnover. Because fuck, Captain America was beating the crap out of Iron Man and was able to handle a Thor head. 
But I can tell it's you, the, having seen them the de- all, the stakes the in Loki are much making. higher. That, no, it's it's the decisions. Decisions are fine. They're no. How how is how is that a great decision for them to say I'm breaking out the weapons of mass destruction person? It's, and a, ter- to it's a terrible decision. It's terrible. But they're just human. When you're they're faced not, with that's, that's the point. Is they're not they're not gods. They're not. They work for the government. That guy could evil. not have made yeah. it in the military, making that many bad decisions over and over again. You can't make that many in life. <laughs> oh boy. Well, in, in <laughs> oh, the military, boy. how many the decisions are you making? <laughs> I mean, when you're just a soldier in the military, you're not making any decisions. He's not Falcon making a poor never decision. Made He's any using decisions. the tools in front of him to complete a task. That's all. And these are extraordinary events. You need an extraordinary piece of shit. Now, I will say my favorite person in the entire show so far, though, the new Captain America. That guy I can um, relate to. I and it was hilarious. You. I think you're watching no, no. the different No, no, no. This is the, the part that was really interesting to me because I know there's going to be shit he does that'll piss me off. But as a person, like, that quick, that whole backstory I just quickly of him in a locker room, I'm like, I get where he's coming from. And he's said a lot of good stuff and he's trying to do stuff and I'm figuring he's going to do lots of terrible or bad stuff. But I actually thought this guy looked different, was going to be terrible. I'm like, this is. This is quite intriguing. I almost want to keep watching for the, fa- the fact of I, him. I want you to keep I mean, watching. He belongs just to see on the happens. boys. Yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs> I want you to 100%. keep watching just to see what happens. No, I think so. Good. I think well, I think no, you're gonna I, watch Jensen Ackles, and he'll be very much like that guy. I hate yeah. stuff out of order. Like I can't stand that, and that's why I'm gonna watch that before Loki. But mother. If something oh. happens on here, here's the deal. If I come out of Captain America this with Black Falcon and White Fox, whatever is it, White, White Wolf, Wolf. <laughs> White Wolf, whatever, he's pretty foxy. If if he I come out of this foxy. going, all right, I get it. This was good. I'll I will buy everyone dinner and we will eat it together on a Ooh. podcast because I just I want to watch it before I watch Loki and I want to watch Loki before I watch Black Widow. And then watch the the ninja movie, and then watch Tom Holland's amazing. They don't go in order. Oddly enough, the one you really need to watch before you watch Black Widow is Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Hey, yeah, I just hey, Aaron, um, you were talking about how like because they fought all these ridiculous enemies. Did you mean like they've done things and they should be able to handle this easily, or what? What were you trying to get at with that? A little bit of both. Um, the first scene of him trying to keep people alive but ending up killing them and losing the people like his uh hostage that he was trying to in the first place by trying to like play nice and coy and be a little flighty really frustrated me um the fight scene that they had the only thing i've seen redeeming of like hey that was okay was the fight scene on top of the uh semi trucks but Mm. I'm just, I'm having trouble with it. I really am. And I wanted to, and like looking back at WandaVision, I've had a lot more fun with it because I've talked to a lot of people like my brother, my good friend, Josh, uh, a, a listener here, an amazingly attractive human being, Justin Evans. And they're on the same board as me of like, I wouldn't touch either of those two series with a 10 foot pole. Whereas um, um, Loki, okay. fantastic. Some of the best television I have seen. And I, do you think, Shannon, you are right? That's a really good point you had made that there is this real life that starts up and it's looking at those characters from that point of view. But 
never signed up to watch those characters from that point of view. I've watched 18 movies not from that point of view, and they're going back to it. And that's where my anger comes from, is that's they disseminate it in an hour and a half. And when you're oh. stretching this over a long period of time, not having the normal action, it does feel like a huge money grab to me. Like, I'm just going to make out 10 of these, which might have been able to do, like... In my mind, so, does this does does Falcon and the Winter Soldier have on. more gusto and grits than Captain America Winter Soldier? And so, my my answer is no. And how did that movie get it done in an hour forty minutes? The only thing I want to kind of input here is because uh, Disney Plus has I can't remember what it's called. It's like a behind the scenes yeah of uh, Cap- all their stuff of um what is it Falcon and the Winter Soldier and the other one Loki. And WandaVision. Yeah, all three of these they have hilarious. like behind the scenes. All these were filmed during 2019, 2020, 2021 during the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And so I think the the reason behind most of this platform of which you can kind of see they're kind of straying away from what if was a series they always wanted to be a, a series of short shows, not WandaVision, not Captain America and the Winter Soldier. You know, they wanted those to be movies. It's because of the pandemic that changed them completely to begin with. And if you actually watch that behind the series, they actually have that there. So they had to flesh out more within the series to make it work. I I think I can accept that. That actually brings me solace. And I think it legitimately does. Anything that Disney is going to do is a money grab. I think they just. You know, they're what they're mm-hmm. catering to is the people who've watched these, you know, you said 18 movies, they enjoy these characters. They're going to want to see them fleshed out after the snap, right? Yeah. They know snaps his fingers. There's a lot of shit going on. So they have yep. to kind of flesh out what's happening to these guys while all these, all the major films are getting made. And I think a big part of maybe, I, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but maybe part of what you're struggling with is you know, why, how are they getting beat up? You know, how are they struggling against these guys? Well, uh, you know, they had a guy with a huge hammer that could summon lightning on their side before. Now it's just, you know, I mean, they are superheroes still, but. Well, they're, they're heroes. They're not that super. Yeah, they're not super. Bucky's, not Bucky's a super soldier. He's got this uh, a version yeah, of the serum. But he's hand. also facing against other super soldiers. Yeah, it, I yeah, mean, it is what it is. But he's also crippled in his mental health. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. You know, and Falcon, I'm going. Falcon I have is, actually turned a leaf. In my mind. Well, oh my. A- 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 I have turned a leaf in my mind from number one, Shannon. You burned it down. That was mm-hmm. fantastic. Go, girl. But number two, the behind the scenes conversation does make that evil. I mean, that makes that feel even a bit better because I really just could see these. I'm like, how is this a series mm-hmm. when they had more in each of the Captain Americas? Yeah. And and another thing that's been hard on me. Another well, thing I would—it's a different would, medium too, Aaron. You have to. You have to yeah, another that thing I would kind of posit is that I don't want to. I wouldn't want to, you know, have a tin foil hat theory or. Uh, yeah, that's you my know, assume, out of here with assume, that. assume too much, but I think maybe these were slightly rushed a little, and that had some uh, impact on the quality because they're trying to, you know, keep this IP going, and they have to put something out, right? I didn't see so any they, quality hits, and I watched pretty closely. I don't think I did. Rewatch the first fight scene. I'm fine. Aaron, I'm already going to tell you I'm, I'm going to with it. But I'll tell you this much, too. We're both hypocrites. 
because for the very same reasons I don't like Dunkirk and you do, it's just switched here. Yeah. You know, we're both we're both being hypocritical in our views, but it's because of our personal taste. Uh, my mental situation is here, yours is there, and I looked at WandaVision and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Loki as different and okay, and you don't. A WandaVision I will continually go back to and say, story, unbelievable, love it, and acting, unbelievable, love the characters, all of it. It was just only one part <laughs> of it to me. It was that the time of it, that execution of time. But I loved it. But like, what? But if... I like TV. I can kind of understand, and I'm that. okay with seeing my Marvel heroes on TV. Like I struggled watching What If. Like I struggle. What If is sometimes hard because I was kind of skeptical too going into that, saying that um, you know you like seeing them on the on the television screen. I was kind of skeptical if they're going to do TV shows. It was I was kind of worried, you know, like it was gonna maybe not be that great or it wasn't gonna be something I wanted to see. But I did enjoy it. I do. like on a scale of television those shows have a better quality than anything on TV right now of graphics, cinematography, mm. all of it. I, I That might be one of the issues, too, is that they are above anything on cable. They have better graphics than what's happening on Game of Thrones, and that was a, a monster. It's that looking at it from, I guess, you know what, that is also another problem, is that I'm looking at the the monstrous big dick of Avengers Infinity War, my last two movies prior to it, leading into it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind oh. of an unfair scale to oh, what we're watching sure. here. Yeah. And that is a tough part. Yeah, that's I mean, they're, they're completely there. different mediums, for one. One's TV, one's film. And then they're, the scale, scope, and and everything about it has changed. You know? Girth. Girth. It's, yeah. it's not as girthy. These are just slim peens sliding in and out. And truthfully, you know, if we didn't talk about this today, I would have been angry watching this. And I actually have a completely new positive. You bastards. It took. How long did this take? (laughs) This took almost nine months of anger. All the anger's gone. This well, feels like take a, your I feel anger, like a baby. You just burst and flush that shit down the toilet. <laughs> oh, this feels next, good, guys. I feel we, like a million dollars. Next time we talk about it, I'm going to hypnotize you, and then you're just going to love it no matter what. So I'm more yeah. looking forward to because you said I don't mean to put things in your mouth, and I'm like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, the whole what if series, I am not like overly enjoyed. Like, I've only liked one episode, and really? I. Like, I don't think I'll rewatch these. Like, I only they're, like the zombie they're, episode. They're a jaunt, right? They're just yeah. a, a fun little the, respite. They're not, I thought the zombie episode was the best. I was skeptical at first. I'm like, oh, man, this yeah, might but be they, lame. I think they really missed an opportunity there because in Marvel Zombies, there's only one hero that can survive. And do you know who it is? Wolverine. It's fucking Deadpool. Oh. Yeah, Deadpool. <laughs> Deadpool's immortal. He can't die. <laughs> in the comic books, there's more people, but yeah. No, it all it all boils down to Deadpool, I believe, at the very very end, doesn't it? I... Uh, we, no, actually, they um, the the Watcher at the end of the time or whatever. Um, there's a guy who actually has better regenerative abilities than Deadpool, and he's supposed to like be the just in case person for that guy. <laughs> nice. Okay. Nice. Yeah. Nice. It was a fun run either way. I don't know. I, so, go ahead. I I just want to say, um, I'm enjoying what if I I think they're fun little yeah. think pieces. Um, I I think 
it's fun that they've been in the pipeline so long that we have Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. Still. But no, his, in no Tom last, Holland. <laughs> right. Um, but just getting, and I don't, I don't remember if we actually talked about this on the podcast or if it was just like a side thing, but, um, you had mentioned fridging. <laughs> fridging um, yeah. Yep. That the internet was in an uproar about fridging or something Over the, like that. The Doctor Strange episode. Yeah. Yeah. I watched it. It's completely ridiculous. It's not even what's happening. Mm-hmm. Well, they didn't is, kill exa- off his love. That's happening, but like, well, no, they didn't kill off his love to make him better. It, it's not, it's, it's not even equivalent. It's a, it's what if instead of losing he his, lost hand, his heart, right? Yeah. He lost his heart instead of. I mean, he wasn't even like super into Christine in the movie. You know, it wasn't even like obviously well, he liked God, he her. He wasn't into himself. Right, obviously liked her, but it wasn't. She wasn't. If she had died, sure. yeah, that's it's a different relationship, right? Right. It, yeah. If she had just died in Doctor Strange, it wouldn't have been like that. Right. This is a is a is a in completely different reality where he right. allowed himself to fall in love with her and all that good stuff. And what would happen if she died? That's. It's completely ridiculous for anybody but, to consider that fridging and to be upset about it. Hey guys, but what's fridging? You're, you're taking Just as a quick hold on. Word. Fridging is stupid as shit. Anyways, uh, fridging is the action where you're going to take a woman and kill her off a la Deadpool 2 just so that the man can finally grow as a person. Oh, okay. So. I agree with you, Joe, that fridging is stupid anyway, but that's not even what this is. He doesn't grow as a person. He becomes a freaking lunatic. But when it doesn't really exist and it's fucking dumb, how can you say it's not? (laughs) You know, people are going to look at this and go, it's a frog. It's a frog. And you're holding a turtle and you're like, what the fuck? Who cares? Because I enjoyed it and I watched it and you enjoyed it and you watched it. And people on the Internet are dumb as fuck doesn't even represent the thing they're mad about though that's the thing that's just getting me like it would be one thing if we were talking about deadpool and sure if you want to make that argument you make that argument you're wrong but feel free that right there angela is the internet (laughs) well feel free to do so but in this case you can't even make that argument because it's not even it's not even what's happening it's not even what's happening Anyway, you yeah. you said they could. They'd just be wrong, which is exactly what they did. Well, no, in this case, uh, talking about this episode, that's not even like the argument you're trying to make isn't even what representative of what's happening on the screen. Like you want to you want to interpret something like Deadpool and say, well, you had to kill her off so that he would become a better person. Well, she does get killed off and he does become a better person. So I guess you could make that argument. You're wrong, but you could make it. I don't know it. that he becomes a better. Never mind. It's, it's probably shit, not. But, but who the fuck cares? I, I'm only using that as an example because you said it, and I can't think of an an actual like why does why does a fit, trope but... a film a filmic trope a story trope something that's been used for centuries to to tell a story necessarily have to be a bad thing? You know what I mean? It doesn't. It's like. Men are stubborn, they're bullheaded, they're stupid. They don't realize what they have in front of them until it's gone, and when it's gone, of course they're going to they can become more realized and change. And like 
if the show was about Rachel McAdams' character, I forget her name, um, and they killed her Christine. off, I can see Christine, and I could see people getting upset. Oh, they killed off the main character of the show for the man. But the show is sure. about fucking Doctor Strange, and the show was about Deadpool, and the show is typically going to be about a man. Now, if you want to make a fucking movie about a, a woman, and she loses her man, and she changes her life, I don't give two flying fucks. But you have to at least remember that you're, they're telling a story, and they're not just right. using the woman as a stepping stone for the man. They're using <laughs> every element of this story to tell you a tale that yeah. isn't even true. No, it, it's it's a cartoon. Like, somebody just drew it. Well, that's the problem of woke culture. And you know what? Yeah. If, like, Shannon, you were to die tomorrow, I would probably realize a lot of things about myself I didn't know as I stepped in front of a fucking truck <laughs> to come join you. You know what I mean? Well, you can't do that. Three well, children. hopefully Thank you enjoy you. raising my kids, Boogie, because that's exactly where I'd go. <laughs> Aww. I mean, I'm sure no your kids would, kids would be a joy to raise, but I don't They're want to feel like that. Joe, so as a They're... quick question, does Matt or I know what folder we have to delete? <laughs> there, there isn't a folder. <laughs> the one that's so just... What does it say? Nope. Done. That's good, Matt. Matt, that was good. Yeah. That was great. <sighs> Are we done? Yeah, I think we're Wait, I didn't get to done. do my recommendations. Oh, yeah, that's oh. right. Aaron's here. This is going to be a long-ass episode, everybody. Hopefully you buckled up. <laughs> Fuck Maybe. out, I'm done. Maybe we so I it. watched an unsolicited lesbian scene. Ooh, um, okay. uh, <laughs> no, I can go I'll go I'll go as quick as I can. Uh watching I've been binging a lot of New Girl. I had I actually had to step away because it gives me so much anxiety when I was starting <laughs> season three and I was like, oh, can't do this and started watching an old car repair show in the in the meantime. Still having some difficulty watching new things. I've been kind of stuck in a rut. And so I have been listening to the Harry Potter or Harry Potter audiobooks. And after I finish each book, I watch the movies. And Angela had said four weeks ago, like, buckle up for some shit, Aaron. I was like, yeah, right. Oh, my God. Did not realize how right she was. It's so terrible. I was just <laughs> a goblet of fire. I was like, I'm angry. I think I'm not going to be watching the movies and just devote that extra hour and a half I could have and just listen more of the audiobooks. You're and watching just part of the movies? Yeah, I, it takes me like two nights to finish movies. Oh, okay. Uh, um, but so I probably won't watch Harry Potter until I'm done with the books, and then I'll just kind of go through to forget some of the things that I know, so I'll enjoy the movies because I love me those characters. But uh, watched a good movie. Well, to me, I guess um, I watched Cruella, and I think you guys might have already talked about this. Did you? No. No. Have you guys watched it? No. Nope. I. Yeah. I watched it. I, I recommend it. I really. It was way I different. Yeah, and you know what? It was very Maleficent-less, uh, very, very Maleficent s, where they at least have some logical reasoning of how things happen. There was some a little too much aggression and trying to kill people in there for my liking. But um, my favorite two things: the soundtrack was banging. They did a fantastic job with it i've been actually listening to the soundtrack on repeat for almost two days straight because they were great um and emma stone did a fantastic transformation as a character who you get to kind of see just grow the way wrong way as a person which was very enjoyable as we said with dr strange where he just turned into a fucking lunatic she she does and i enjoyed it 
and it was uh, quite a bit of fun. Uh, everybody who watched it actually quite enjoyed it, and um, I recommend to anybody to watch Cruella. It's free on Disney Plus right now, mm-hmm. and for a nice little side story of why she might be the way she is, um, doesn't kill any dogs, which does help the the Watching movie, it. I think. Yeah. Right. And um, I just thought it was a lot. Of, it was. It was just fun. They played music 24-7. There was, I don't think, a single scene where the music wasn't happening, so it was very... Not farcical per se, but more whimsical. And so it kept it very upbeat. There was just always something happening musically. And it just, I have, I like that. It made me think of um, that Beatles movie way back when. And Across the Universe. Thank you. It made me feel very much so like that. Hmm. Uh, and I, I really very much so enjoyed it. I uh, highly recommend it. Huh. Okay. Right. okay. And... The last piece on here is not a recommendation, but it is. Uh, Matt, I showed you a trailer for this. I am currently trying to download this. Joe, do you remember the movie called The Fall in 2006? The Fall. Yes. If you get a chance, watch the trailer tonight. It's a very fantastical movie. Um, the Fall. The Imaginarium of oh, Dr. With Parnassus. Lee, Lee Pace. With the... Yes, with the storytelling, a person's telling a story and it leads to the whimsical land. Very similar, I guess, to Doctor, the Imaginarium of Dr. Parnassus, but not even in the same ballpark. Um, I just have to learn some things about the movie. Number one, it was, we talked about, uh, what is it called? Budgets. This was a movie that took $300 million to produce. $300 no, hold on. No. million. Whoa. No, no, it was I, actually. I think it was. Hold on, I think it was. It was three hundred million, and it only made thirty million gross. Oh, oh, oh yeah, Hold it was. On. This I, says, please tell me the total says, production. How much was the production? A hundred. Thirty million dollars. Thirty. There we go. Thirty million Hold with on. three million but, gross worldwide. Yeah. Three point six million dollars. Thank you. Gross. There we go. It was Hold like a hundred times. Out, That's what I Opening weekend, U.S. and Canada made seventy-nine thousand dollars. Yes. Listen, listen. This movie got lost in the shuffle. It took four years to make, so people knew about it years prior. It fell off. One of the crazy things about this movie, it is no, there's no set. There's no sets. The whole movie is just filmed on location. It was all over the world. Took four years to do. Um, It was the movie I was watching when I actually ended up getting the job I'm at today. So I went to go get it because I really wanted a nice Blu-ray, the the 4K Blu-ray player so I can play it on the TV. It's not available because of how bad it performed. Mm. The DVD is $100. A Blu-ray, $200 to $300. It has become a cult classic. Not like Dune, but there is a very distinct possibility you hate it. Because it is just a beautiful movie, like absolutely so you're, stunning you cinematography. So you're trying to convince me to watch an an AA Ron special? Yes, yep. it's terrible. Oh boy, it's no. But I will tell you, quite a bit of fun. When you watch the trailer, Matt, it looked pretty cool, right? Ish. Um, you don't forget. I mind. I have been slides. What? Which? What happens in the trailer? Never mind. We're just gonna leave it there. <laughs> Or just watch the trailer, Joe, and tell me in the text in the group chat if this looks like garbage or at least a bit of fun. You know That's what? It. Let's see. I'm I have to stay up late like five days a week to go pick up my daughter from work. In that time, I'll try to watch it this week. 
You have to watch it on a TV, not a phone or something, okay? But here's the deal, right? If the first night, the first section of this movie sucks so hard that I just don't watch it, the rest of it, you don't judge me, okay? I can't be... No, listen. This movie made $79,000 opening <laughs> week. I, I can't... I don't have an argument for Yo, it. Man. I'm saying it because it's not a highly watched movie. And I can't it even is, find uh, this shit on Rotten Tomatoes. No, I can't find it on torrenting. It is... It is like an invisible movie. But the only place you can find this fucker is It eBay. is a 7.8 on IMDb. So that's yeah, it's, pretty whoa. good. It's a lit movie, guys. That's what I'm trying to... Like, I, it's been on my mind a lot lately. I just have been having difficulty getting the seating to finish for it. It is really frustrating. It is so beautiful. But that's also one of the knocks on some of the movies that we have watched in the past where it's just beautiful, but utter Perfume. garbage. Perfume. It's not yeah. even that beautiful. It's not. Perfume would be fine if it were good. A, half it yeah, a lot. Perfume's not fine. It's got its flaws, guys. It's got a lot it would of. Be fine. It would be fine. I wouldn't have any problem with it if it was so, a half an hour shorter. Concept hour. of this movie. So it you. It's really early on, Three. and in the trailer, is a and we they're it up is it's it's a stunt man, and you were talking about stuntmen, um, who essentially becomes ungodly injured. And he starts telling a story to a young girl for her to convince her to steal him drugs so that he can make it through the night. And as he tells the stories, it goes to that land. So it's almost like a bedtime type story that he's doing. And it's got Charles Darwin. It's got an explosive expert. It's got some crazy Indian dude who's killing everybody. And it's just, it's fun. I don't know. Soundtrack's dope too. Okay. We'll see what I can do. It's, I'm going to get made fun of. But listen, <laughs> because of this today, you got a happy Aaron on Winter Soldier and Black Falcon. So right. it's going to be. Yay. And now you're going to you're going to hear I'm going to watch it to completion. As soon as we're off this, I'm going to just start it up. Uh, Is the full movie on YouTube? Are you going to iron it? No, 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 no. I need you to get like a 1080 copy. You cannot watch a 720p anything well, on this i can't it's too buy pretty. it or i can't rent it so we'll see what i can come up with i have a link it's just going to take a little bit to download just do not watch this on like 720 that's like mm -mm, no you can't it's too i'm gonna watch it on my fucking apple watch you can't stop me don't you <laughs> intro you are intro a or extra whatever click oh hit the, the button thing. we're hitting click the it. button click it oh boy Supersized Movie Dummies episode featuring the return of A.A. Ron. Guys, these are going to get shorter in the future as we're not going to have a month and a half of shit to talk about by the time we get here. Uh, you know, this might just end up becoming a Ted Lasso podcast or a Roy Kent podcast, as it were. We'll see. No. I just want to say thank you to everybody who stuck this out. Um, let us know what you're thinking about this whole Christopher Nolan deal. Am I full of shit and Aaron's right? Or is it vice versa or somewhere in between? Hit us up on Instagram at Movie Dummies Podcast, where we will interact with y'all there. I think Angela runs the Instagram pretty well over there, right? Usually. I'll meet you behind a parking lot. I have no problem with that. All I'm right. free. For free. So, once again, thank you everybody for listening, and we will talk to y'all next week, where we discuss probably the Emmy wins for, for the Ted Lasso. Right? All right, yeah. As always, I'm Joe. I'm Shannon. I'm Angela. That was Matt. <laughs> I'm Aaron? Matt, we miss you. Matt. Also, bye. Bye.
Bye. Bye. <sighs>